Welcome, friend. This is Jesus Smart, the podcast. Our Godspeed episodes are short, they're tight, they're punchy. And this Christmas week, it's alignment and consecration for your next level. I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 101, our Christmas special, Hey Herod, Unwrap This. Uh, It's not Hallmark. It's not cookies and milk for Santa. It's something different. And you can check it out at JesusSmart.com slash unwrap. And right before that, episode 100, it was our official 100th celebration episode with guest highlights and listener comments, plus a short segment on expanding your kingdom footprint, jesussmart.com slash 100. What can we do to create alignment and a next level consecration so that we can get into our next level about anything? John Eldridge writes in his great book, Moving Mountains, that we want to experience the creative rule of King Jesus in the spaces and places of our lives so that we can next level, so that we can take new territory, come into a new season, exploit a new horizon, walk through that door. And we see the creative rule of King Jesus at creation when the Holy Spirit overshadowed the earth and God spoke and Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit were in this great interplay of work, creative work in creation in Genesis 1 and 2. We see these same dynamics in the very womb of Mary. This is Christmas week when the Son of God was conceived within her, the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit of the Son of God coming into the womb of Mary. Agnes Sanford writes in the book, The Healing Light, he uses the analogy of an iron where the electrical wiring has become uh, dysfunctional and all this electricity is available, but because there's not alignment, though electricity is everywhere, it cannot flow into the iron. And the same principle, they say, is true of the creative energy of God. I think the scriptures say that the earth is full of the glory of the Lord. Jesus said, the kingdom of the heavens have drawn near to you. We can access it, but only the amount of it that can flow through our very life and into our personal world, into the world at large, depends upon alignment and consecration. I sure do want to be clear, this is not a works righteousness or some type of a performance-based exercise that we do to incur favor from God. Listen to this, though. Paul wrote to the Ephesian believers that we are saved by grace through faith. It's not of our works, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared for us to walk in. And then he wrote to the Philippian believers that we are to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So please understand our salvation is by grace. It's through faith. The merits of Christ are accredited to our account through faith alone. And yet we are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling because God is at work in us. There is this dynamic of alignment and consecration. Simeon and Anna, these saints who were advanced in age uh, surrounding the birth of Christ, illustrate this for us. It says of Simeon, there was a man in Jerusalem. This is Luke 2. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. 
And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple when the parents, Mary and Joseph, brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law. He was just eight days old. Then Simeon took him into his arms and blessed him and began to prophesy over him. Notice the consecration. It says he was righteous. He was devout. He was looking for the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him. He was surely in alignment. We see this same kingdom dynamic in Anna, a prophetess, Luke chapter 2. There was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. And then as a widow to the age of 84, listen to this, she never left the temple serving night and day with fastings and prayers. There's the consecration. There's the passion. And at that very moment, Luke continues, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him to all those who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. Both Simeon and Anna illustrate for us right around the Christmas narrative in the Gospels, this consecration, this sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, this alignment with the agenda of God that we are questing for. Paul said something very interesting in Ephesians 3.20, that God is able... He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, you know, all these superlatives, not just all that we ask or think, but above all, abundantly above all, exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is operative, that works within us. So God is able but it's according to the power that we allow to work in us. And this is where we get at the issues of alignment. Are we aligning with Christ? And are we, is there consecration? The blessings of the kingdom cannot flow in their full measure, certainly, John Eldridge writes, until we bring things under the order and the rule of God and create alignment and consecration. Colossians 2.19, Paul says that we hold fast, we are to hold fast to the ascended head. See, we are to abide in him, Jesus said in John 15, abiding in his word, abiding in Christ. Why? So that the life force, the creative rule of King Jesus can flow through the vine into the branches so that we, as we hold fast to the ascended head, just like in the human body, the, the brain and the head and the nervous system, it controls every organ, every area of tissue through the nervous system and the human body. So we too need to be in correct alignment and healthy connection with the ascended head. So there may be areas in our lives, even as we approach a new year, that we want to take inventory. We want to do an audit. Is there something that I need to bring into a more accurate alignment with Christ, with the truth of the kingdom? Is there an area of my life where I need to increase my consecration so that more of the kingdom life potential can flow? In Joshua 3.5, Joshua says, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things. They were on the edge of the promised land, which is a metaphor of everything that God has for us in Christ, but they were to consecrate themselves. They were to prepare themselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things. And there are just multitudes of application where we can apply consecration. It could be in the area of health and well-being, relationships and family, finances, work and calling, business, projects, causes, passion initiatives, communities of faith may need to 
align and bring more consecration teams, institutions, organizations. This is a wonderful time of year as we contemplate the birth of Christ, the incarnation, the emergence of heaven and earth in the incarnation of Christ. And as we approach a new calendar year, friend, I want to encourage you that your presence counts. Fill the situation with your presence. The Bible says, having done all to stand, stand. Lift your hands in praise, prayer, and proclamation. Fill the room, so to speak. Even in the natural, coaches will say, fill the room with your presence. Stand upright. Don't don't bow your head. Lift your hands. Let there be space between your arms and your torso. Fill the room. Fill the context. I mean, walk like a daughter of God. Carry yourself with a royal bearing. Soldier up. Is there a mirror I can look into here? It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Paul also wrote that Christ is not weak towards us, but he's mighty in us. Be present to the moment. Practice the presence, your special kingdom presence. Express yourself for the Lord. Turn those genes on. There is a Christ genotype baked into you when you're born again. It blends with your special genotype in the natural, your uniqueness as an individual. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. What? He's saying that I'm crucified. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And then he says, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Which is it? Is it Christ living in you or is it you living in you? Well, it's both. Your old nature is crucified with Christ. Your new nature expresses itself and Christ in you blended with that new nature. Together, it's the genotype of Christ. It's the genotype of the new creation that you are in Christ. It's really a mystery, but expressing Christ through you in a unique way and the kingdom that he brings. Listen, it's time to express dominion. It's time to come under the sovereignty of God with alignment and increasing consecration and express dominion on behalf of the king. Let's get some small wins, okay? Let's practice like incrementalism. Take some steps, build some momentum. Consecrate yourself, align, create confidence, maybe try three-day windows, build a series of three-day windows, and just apply consecration and alignment on a specific area of your life in that three-day window, and just keep building these three-day windows, these cycles of growth and leveling up. To learn more about the podcast, go to jesussmart.com. If you'd like to go to the link which has the tiny Godspeed episodes, go to jesussmart.com slash Godspeed. Episode 101, the Christmas special, Hey Herod, Unwrap This. You can check that out at jesussmart.com slash unwrap. And episode 100, which was the 100th celebration episode, including guest highlights and listener comments, jesussmart.com forward slash 100. Merry Christmas. Have a great Christmas week. We'll catch you next week, New Year's week, with another Godspeed episode. Oh,